Hello everyone and welcome back guys to a brand new video where today we're here for something a little bit different. Now, over the winter break, you know, it, it hasn't been the longest of winter breaks in the world, but I've been trying to think of some new and exciting things I want to do uh, with the channel over the course of 2021. And one of the best ideas I could come up with was bringing back, for those of you guys that remember, the Red Bull co-op career mode, the absolute banger of a series uh, we did on the F1 2020 game. I thought, what better than to bring Jamie183 back from that and actually today discuss some real-life Formula 1 predictions ready for the 2021 season. Obviously, depending on how well this goes and obviously how much you guys like it, we might try and make some more real-life F1 videos over the course of the championship. But yeah, obviously, for those of you that aren't aware, Jamie, introduce yourself for us, my, my guy. Yeah, hello, everyone. Um, I'm sure everyone knows me from Red Bull Co-op because it was such a, yeah, as Matt said, a banger of a series. Um, my F1 opinions... They're, they're sometimes called facts or spoilers because they're so good. So I'm looking forward to the season and yeah, I'm looking forward to spoiling all of the results for you. So yeah, keep on watching. Yeah, Jamie has actually completely finished editing Drive to Survive Season 4. He is the guy yeah. that obviously puts in all the fake storylines and things like that for you. Uh, so, you know, if you've got any issues with that, I'll make sure I leave his Twitter handle uh, down in the description below. We'll be honest, we're really not sure what's going to happen with this. We're just going to have a bit of fun with it and see what happens. And yeah, obviously, if you guys do go on to enjoy make sure you leave a like and get yourself subscribed like i said jamie's socials will be down in the description below uh, so make sure you go follow him as well and obviously if there's anything from the formula one world that you guys would want to see us talk about for whatever reason uh yeah make sure you leave them down in the comments below but today though we're going to start out you know it's all but it is technically now race week uh, by the time this podcast is hopefully going live so yeah it's it's finally back. It's been a few months. We're, we're back at Bahrain again. Uh, I know I saw something on Twitter a couple of days ago, Jamie. Someone saying they've had less. T they've it's since the last time they were in a pub. They've watched three Bahrain Grand Prix, which is, is kind of crazy, <laughs> isn't it? It's a bit ridiculous. Uh, but that, yeah. that's where we're at. I think. Are you are you happy Formula One's returning? Oh, absolutely. I I really like Bahrain as well. I think it should be a a very exciting opener. It's usually a good race, regardless. So hopefully it's better than Australia usually is, and yeah, it'll be a good race. Fair enough. Yeah, I think I think everyone's excited for Formula One to once again be returning. You know, it's it's always a bit weird coming from the winter break, but it was even weirder, obviously, with how up and down last season was as well. But yeah, today though, like we said, jumping into our predictions, it's pretty simple. We're just gonna go down. We're not gonna do drivers' championship because we kind of both agreed with both of us. It was gonna be a bit complicated trying to do everything like that where we've got like one of us predicting someone to be P9 and then P14. So we're just gonna do the teams' championships, and then also we're gonna discuss who we think at the driver rivalries, obviously within the inner team battle, who is gonna come out on top. So let's kick this off then. Jamie, who are you saying is gonna come out on top? First place, um, rather surprisingly, I've gone for Mercedes-Benz. Oh, a I just gamble. Think, yeah, I just think they're, they're so good. It's it's impossible to predict anyone's going to beat them over the course of a season. So it, I think it makes sense to go with them. And yeah, they've won the last, what, seven now? Or Yeah, it must be seven in a row. So I'd, I have no qualms make, with them making it eight. So that's what I've gone for. Yeah, and I've obviously got exactly the same. I think anyone that doesn't put Mercedes at the top of theirs is probably just trying to clickbait and try and get some angry comments from people <laughs> in their videos. But yeah, I think what else can you say? Seven world titles on the bounce. There's no major rule changes as we head into the new championship as well. Now, obviously, we look at testing. You look at how strong Red Bull were and everything like that. Do you buy into the Red Bull <laughs> hype train or... Do we just think it's a bit of a Mercedes sandbagging? They'll they'll get to Bahrain and be half I, a second I actually player. buy it. I buy it a little bit. 
a little slightly more than previous seasons because we see that every team is basically saying it's a, it's an ev- it's evolution of last year which I, I think it is quite clearly so red bull in the last race of last year had their strongest race in terms of pace probably since the hybrid era started in Abu Dhabi with Verstappen winning really easily and Albon even managed to keep up with Hamilton somehow so if they can carry on that sort of form I don't see any reason why it couldn't be like a, a four-way fight um, or a two-way fight once they start picking number one drivers um, so yeah I, I think Mercedes are a lot better than they're saying but I do think the Red Bull generally have a lot of confidence going into the season. Now, this is what I've always sort of wondered uh, when we talk about this, obviously, Red Bull. You look at the end of last season, I think I'm, I'm going to have to sort of squash your hopes a little bit here. I know you're a big <laughs> Verstappen fan and you want to see him do well, but I think everyone seems to have forgot. Hamilton was really ill, obviously, from having COVID. He got back in the car with no practice after being out for a few weeks. I mean, what was he about? It was less than a tenth off pole wasn't he, in the end? He qualified P3. Yeah, I think it was yeah a tenth and a half between the top three or something. Yeah, had he, but... had he been up to normal spec, do we reckon he would have got pole and walked away with it? Because it, it's Abu Dhabi, you, you just can't overtake. Yeah, but then all season Red Bull had been at least three tenths off. And it wasn't like Hamilton was still like on his deathbed. He was, he was pretty healthy, otherwise we wouldn't let him in. So... I don't know. I feel like it was still a very good performance in Red Bull. Obviously, oh, that yeah. contributed to it. Um, and hopefully, for my sake, they can be good this season. Yeah, I think, yeah, as much as obviously I sort of squashed that Red Bull hope to a certain degree, uh, please don't get me wrong, I want to see someone finally be able to go <laughs> the distance against Mercedes. And I think there was always that doubt that Ferrari were ever going to be that team. Uh, but hopefully, obviously, this season round, Red Bull can actually keep up with them. You sort of hope with... I just hope Perez as well uh, does well, but obviously we'll get onto that yeah. in just a minute. But yeah, hopefully Red Bull can go the distance this year. Obviously, Mercedes then, you're predicting they're going to come out on top. Are we, are we both saying Hamilton's going to win in that driver rivalry? Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> there's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> there's, there's no real questions about that. Are we expecting Valtteri Bottas 14.0 to return? Uh, No. No. No, no, frankly. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. Well, no. he'll call himself 14.0, but, you know, he's just grown a beard again, so exactly. I don't really care at this point. And and now now we've seen his, his rear on Netflix. I'm <laughs> sure that's going to give him the confidence boost he needs because that's just going to yep. be the meme all year. Uh, so very much looking forward to that. So I think, yeah, moving on, though, to Team 2, uh, we, we've kind of answered our own question there as well, haven't we, really, yeah. about <laughs> who's going to finish a runner-up. Uh, for, for, just, just for clarity, Jimmy. For clarity. Uh, Red Bull Racing, Red obviously. Bull Ra- You're going, oh, that's quite a surprise. I wasn't expecting you to say that. <laughs> yeah, we're saying Red Bull. Are, are we? Are we? Who are we saying for driver then? Oh, Max. You're, you're go, we're both going Max now. I think. Yeah, yeah. Again, that was fairly easy. As a decision I think it'll be it'll be less of a landslide than it has been the last two years. I think Perez. I is do a hope so. Experienced driver. He's got a lot more to bring to the table than either Gasly or Albon did. So, I think it'll be less one-sided. But I still think Verstappen will be getting the race wins and most of the podiums. Yes. Yeah. And I think again, I think. I'm a Perez fan. I I will admit that openly. I've always liked Perez in Formula 1. It does raise some questions, though, doesn't it, with Red Bull? Because Mm. everyone knows just how good a driver Perez is. You know, he's been always able to extract the most out of these midfield cars as well in the past. If in some hypothetical universe he gets absolutely destroyed by Verstappen as well... For you, would that raise more questions about what on earth Red Bull are doing to their second driver, or would it just prove Verstappen is the real deal? Because I don't, I think no one's under any doubt that he's not the real deal already, but 
Uh, yeah. It's so difficult, it's, isn't it? It is. It, I think it would do a bit of both, really. Like, I'm under. I'm a Gasly fan as well, and I, I'm under the impression that he's a very good driver. We've seen that he was able to win a race in AlphaTauri and do very well throughout the whole season. Like, it's clear that he doesn't just go into a Red Bull and become like a, a wet flannel. He's still a good driver. I just... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because Perez obviously is definitely proven. You could argue that Gasly and Albon went a bit too soon for them. I think if Perez really struggles as much as those two have, it does raise a lot of questions. Is like, have Red Bull just been designing the most unstable Max Verstappen driving style car that no one else can handle at all? They just want another Max to drive the second one as well. So, yeah, it's very, it'll be very interesting to see. I do think Perez will be a solid, capable pair of hands to um, yeah, control that car and get the most out of it. Yeah, I really do hope, again, obviously, this because it, it does feel like one of those things, isn't it, where Perez has been given this lifeline with Red Bull, and yeah. if Max just rips him to pieces, it's the end of Perez's career. Oh, no, he, no, he's already said he's got plans in place, doesn't he, for 2021, obviously, if Red Bull doesn't work out. Mm. But you can't help but... F- I just hope, yeah, this doesn't completely take away or make everyone doubt Perez's ability if Max Verstappen does completely run rings around him. But again, obviously... Gap-wise, I think, obviously, say, for example, if you average it out, an album was six-tenths off for Stappen a week, I would be inclined to put a Perez at two-tenths behind. Would that be about where you'd I'd go? I'd go three or four. Three I think. or four. I do think Verstappen's very, very good. Yes, yeah. There's, I don't think anyone's trying to doubt that yeah. Verstappen's a world-class <laughs> driver. Let's say, One on the, the other hand, then, quite comfortably. as a bit of an alter- alternative, what if Perez beats Verstappen? Then what do we think? I just don't even want to waste my brain power on thinking that's going to happen. Because I'm so convinced that Verstappen's like quite comfortably the second best on the grid, maybe the best. Um, it's Hamilton and Verstappen for me are clear of everyone else. If Perez beats Verstappen, I don't even know. It would be so shocking. It would. Yeah, I think maybe, it would. Maybe yeah, we've been rip, rip we've been sleeping on Perez the, for ten years. The idea of Formula One, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. the whole idea of Red Bull. Right. Uh, let's let's talk about that then. This is where things might get a little bit spicy then. The (laughs) tricky, tricky midfield. We were talking about this, obviously, pre-recording, and predicting anywhere from third to, what, seventh or eighth, debatably, is so difficult to do, isn't it? But, Jamie, who are you putting in at P3, then? Uh, I've gone with McLaren. Oh. Um, uh, Who have you gone for, out of curiosity? I've gone Ferrari. Oh, Interesting. You're going back to the old days. I, I, well, not quite the old days, but yeah, no. <laughs> I've, I've gone Ferrari for this one. Why, why have you gone McLaren then? I, I just think that even, even on tracks where engine power didn't matter last year, McLaren was still better than Ferrari. And this, obviously, I, th- I do think Ferrari will improve a lot, and I think that they'll, um, they'll get back to sort of closer to their best of 2019 and before that. But with McLaren getting a Mercedes power unit, getting Ricardo, who's a world class driver. I just think they've got a bit too much. And the car wasn't exactly bad last year. So I think if they keep on the same trajectory and they're a very well-run team, they can get the most out of any weekend, I think. So I think McLaren have got real high at the minute. They, they finished, what, third last season yeah. in the championship. I think Ricardo's better than Sainz. So I think that that's going to be a step up for them as well. Um, so I think third place will definitely be a, a reasonable target. And obviously Mercedes power units are only going to help as well. Right, yeah. So obviously... Again, this is where obviously it gets a little bit more complicated, where we've started to change our order in comparison to each other. Now, Why have you put Ferrari in third, Matt? I've put Ferrari in third, more because I reckon McLaren are going to struggle this year a bit more. We saw, I mean, they got those two podiums at the start of last year, didn't they? And then 
Well, no, they got a podium at Austria and then a podium Austria at Spain. And, uh, not at Spain, sorry, Monza, Monza even, I meant to say. And from then on, they. Oh, I mean, you had that all that discussion at Abu Dhabi, didn't you, about Lando Norris somehow getting a world overlapping where he was yeah. like <laughs> a quarter of a second off pole in the end. But there wasn't a lot said about McLaren throughout a lot of the championship. They were sort of consistently there or thereabouts. But apart from those two results, they didn't have any sort of major breakthrough weekends with the exception of maybe like the first eight laps of Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> they w- it was just a bit quiet. And I think Ferrari as well, there's sort of been this rumbling, hasn't there, over the winter break talking about maybe they had to run a lot less engine power than they would have been able to anyway. Perhaps this was part of this deal that we're never going to know truly about. Yeah. So perhaps I'm buying into a conspiracy theory. Uh, it was something I saw, I think it was from Mika Salo. I was the only one talking about it that yeah, seemed like that. any sort of potentially justifiable result but again who really knows uh at the end of the day so i really do think we're going to see a resurgence from ferrari this year uh leclerc again we saw him absolutely bring that thing around pretty much week in week out didn't we and i think carlos Sainz as well is hopefully going to be a man that can i mean he's always been able to adapt to new machinery quite well anyway i mean he's what been at five four or five different teams in seven years of formula one it's kind of insane uh, when you think about mm. just how much he's moved around the grid in such a short space of time. But I think he'll come in and maybe Russell Leclerc's feathers. I don't think he'll beat him. I have put Leclerc as the man that's going to win in that driver rivalry. Did you? Who, I take it if you put Ricardo in as going to be top of the uh, flag. Yes, I put, I put Ricardo to come in and beat Lando fairly comfortably. I do rate Lando and he's obviously very young, but I think Ricardo is that step above. Um, and science has dealt with Lando quite comfortably over the last two years. So... Ricardo should do as well, I think. Yeah, so who have you put then at P4? Uh, fourth, I did go for Ferrari, actually. Uh, right, yeah, so I went McLaren, so we've, we've just swapped right. them around <laughs> in comparison to each other there, and again, yeah, yeah I think for you, is it Pretty just... Much what you were saying. Yeah, they, they're just going to make a bit of progress, but not so much. I reckon McLaren, I've put them in fourth, it was really, really sort of humming and iron, as I think they will both be sort of best of the midfield, and maybe just maybe be able to challenge uh, towards the front if there's a track that really does suit their car. The main reason I put McLaren down in fourth for me was just the fact, obviously, they haven't really been able to do much else with the car because they've taken on these Mercedes engines. And nowadays, Mm. that gap that I think Mercedes used to have, especially in sort of like the other team's cars, obviously, the Mercedes is in the back of, haven't generally been that clear of any other team over the last couple of years. You really do feel like... No, it's sort of leveled out, hasn't it? Yeah, you You, sort of feel... Yeah, very... At the start of of like 2014 and stuff. The Mercedes power unit was basically like three quarters of a second if you had that in the back of your car. Whereas now we see pretty much, apart from Ferrari last year, they're all fairly similar. Yeah. Um, Honda or Renault or whatever. So I don't think it's as much of an advantage, but I do think over the course of a season, the reliability aspect as well will be a big step up. Um, and obviously, constructors' championship depends a lot on that sort of thing as well. Yeah. So who, uh, t- have you put Ferrari? Have you put Leclerc as your driver? Yeah, I did put Leclerc. I've got Norris for McLaren. Oh, interesting. Yes, I know. He's going to be interesting, isn't it? I just think Lando Norris has made so much progress over the last couple of years. And you sort of look back at Ricardo with his jump to Red Bull and obviously how he was able to pocket away Seb very easily. I think it'll be incredibly close, but I just have a feeling McLaren are going to struggle this year and Ricardo's really going to bear the brunt of it. I don't know why. I don't want to see it happen, I'll be honest, because again, I think it's a bit difficult not to like Ricardo, isn't it? Uh, for mm. the most part, but I've put Lando Norris as going to win that driver rivalry, but I do think it's going to be very, very close. P5 then, Jamie. Yeah, it's quite an interesting one. P5, um, I've gone for 
the newly painted Aston Martin. Good, good. Well, I say good, good. It's another one we've agreed on then. That's all right. Oh, that's helpful. Yeah, <laughs> we, we can go back to some normality then when we can talk about the same team. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Aston Martin. I just think... Go um, we've seen over so many years, like even before the hybrid era, Force India or whatever they were called, they were always the team that like the rest of the midfield was scared of because they were getting so much out of the car, so many good results with no budget at all. Even if you go back to Jordan days, they were doing that. So now they've got a massive budget. Whether we like it or not, they have got a billionaire owner. I think they're going to be a real force. I do think those top three of McLaren, Ferrari and Aston are all going to be like so close over the season. There'll be races when one of them is like comfortably quickest one of them's like sixth and stuff so yeah like we saw last season really they thought it was gonna be so tight but i've gone with aston martin to be fifth place i think they'll be quite disappointed with that um i think last year they were fourth um, yes but obviously yeah. it would have been third without the 15 point deduction so if they do no cheating this year they might be okay but i've gone fifth place you've gone fifth place so yeah for me as well i've obviously again i put them in fifth place i personally do believe that maybe on paper they will still have the third fastest car I just wonder how well Stroll and Vettel are going to be able to do against, obviously, yeah. drivers that are arguably hungrier and <laughs> arguably better wheel-to-wheel races. Stroll be careful still what you're saying here. Yeah, I've, I've got to be very careful with what I'm saying here. I'm well aware of that. But I think... I, I, yeah, I will not be careful what I'm saying. I think that their driver lineup is one of the weakest on the grid. Like, probably bottom three. Oh, maybe bottom four. Jamie. <laughs> I'm not going to go into there. the whole list. He's got <laughs> but in terms of in terms of current ability right now and performance last season, Stroll and Vettel had very poor years compared to both their teammates, respective teammates. So if they carry that on, I do I I do think Seb's a good driver. I think he's got it in him to do well. And obviously the Ferrari atmosphere is absolutely horrific. So I think it will be a new lease of life for him. But if he carries on the form he showed last season and a half, I think he'll really struggle against Stroll. Yeah, it's so difficult, isn't it? Because, again, you look at both of them, and I've always just thought, that, you know, Stroll had a cup. I mean, last year, I'd say, was Stroll's best season in Formula 1. Yeah. Uh, you can't take that away from him, you know. He had, obviously, that podium at Monza. Uh, he had, obviously, the pole position at Turkey as well. I think there were a couple podium of... Podium at Sakir as well. Yes, he did, didn't he? Of course. I've got... I completely forgot about that. Obviously, everyone was so <laughs> taken back by Perez's win. I think yeah. everyone <laughs> forgot how well Ocon and Stroll did as well in that Grand Prix. But... Again, it's one of those things, isn't it, where you think when those two drivers are absolutely on it, they've probably got what the fourth or fifth best driver lineup. But how often? Easily, are, yeah. How often are they both on it, week in, week out? Very, very mm. rarely. And I think Stroll, Stroll did get unlucky last year. I think yes, there were like yeah. seven races in a row where he didn't score a point, which is in the third fastest car it was very bad. But a lot of that was luck, and he had COVID. I think for one of them as well. Yes, so yeah. It will be very interesting to see this. I think this lineup's one of the ones I'm most excited for just to see what happens really i'm not i don't actually care that much about either driver no but i think in terms of interest it will be quite um yeah quite interesting to see how it plays out yes yes so who are you saying then as who's going to come out on top uh, i have gone sebastian Vettel. you've gone Vettel. um yeah i've backed the four-time champion against the the guy with about 20 points finishes in his whole career i've gone stroll and now you've said that <laughs> i feel bad for going stroll uh but i just think you know he, he settled into that team seb again is one of those i think Seb, I really just wonder whether we're going to get some hypothetical storyline here where obviously he comes in, he isn't as well supported as obviously the team owner's son and we've seen it in the past for Seb when he's not getting all the support when he gets with, well, when he obviously he's got a young sort of upstart he struggles 
We've seen it with Daniel yeah. Ricciardo when he got into Red Bull. And even then, Seb still had a lot of support, but just couldn't utilise it and then struggled. We saw it at Ferrari when Charles Leclerc came in. Are yep. we going to see it now with Seb Aston Martin, or are we finally going to see old school Sebastian back? That is it's definitely there's potential question. for it, I think. Yeah. There's potential for both of those things to happen, but I, I just think they're giving Seb so much money, and they've sacked Perez and given him so much money to get Vettel in that they're going to give him a lot of support, definitely. Oh, you do hope so. You really do. Because, <laughs> yeah. again, neither of us are Sebastian Vettel fans. I think we can both admit no. that at the end of the day. But as sort of more of a neutral, you want to see him... Like with any driver, you want to see him performing at a level you know they can. I watched a couple mm. of days ago, actually, to completely go off topic, was a little montage of obviously Seb winning nine in a row. And you look mm. back at that driver and think, Where's he gone? <laughs> where, where is he? What happened? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to see him win nine races in a row. I don't want to see any driver particularly win nine races in a row. It gets a bit boring. But you sort of just think, wouldn't it be great to see that driver back for a couple of weekends a year? Just, like, drags <laughs> that Aston Martin and battles with Verstappen and Hamilton out of nowhere yeah, one weekend. But you just can't see it happening. Or I can't, anyway. No, I've gone with Vettel to beat Stroll, but I do think they'll be battling midfield again rather than being in the top three. Yes, yeah. Yeah, no, I think they might have a car on paper that's as quick as McLaren and Ferrari, but I just don't think... You know, again, so if you look at Sainz, Leclerc, Norris and Ricardo are all really, really good wheel-to-wheel racers. Stroll and yeah. Seb have generally, over the last few years, struggled a bit more with that sort of thing. Anyway, yeah. team number six then, Jamie. Who are you putting in? Uh, I've gone with Alpha Tauri, actually. Ah, I've Which also got an Atari. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know each other's list before this. No, so there's, there's a lot That's, of surprise. I, I thought you would have gone um, someone else, but we got into that. Um, I think their testing was actually really good. Yes, yeah. Obviously, we can't read too much into it, um, but they they showed really good pace, and I think Gasly and Tsunoda is a pretty good lineup. I, I rate Gasly quite highly, and I think Tsunoda was very good in F two and F three as well the year before. So his third promotion in what three years yeah so uh, he's, he's gonna hit the right running he's got to otherwise Helmut Mark will be down his throat within a week so I think he'll do well and I think Gasly will do well as well so hopefully a good season for them yes yeah I think obviously it's a bit difficult to buy too much into the preseason testing hype because Alpha Tauri Bahrain and Alpha Tauri are like a combo you never think about but they've often gone quite well together in mm. recent years obviously you had Gasly getting that fourth place way back when was it 2018 yeah, back in Rosso, 2018 yeah, yeah. It's sort of a weird combo that you wouldn't really think about, but then on paper it sort of just works out quite well. So I think they might be strong early on this season, but again, I just they don't have the same sort of budget as a lot of the other teams around them. You've obviously got Yuki Sonoda, who I do think will get up to a close enough pace to Gasly to warrant his seat. Mm. But I think obviously Gasly's coming in with all this experience now. I'm sure still a lot of confidence from that win at Monza last year. I think it would be unwise to predict Sonoda just to instantly be on the same pace. If he was, fair play to him. I reckon they've got, a, they've got their number two driver. Exactly. So yeah, Perez from, get him out. Exactly. <laughs> if if Yuki Sonoda yeah, can instantly match him, he'll, he'll get them bumped up to Red Bull and be dropped by the end of 2022. Um, but yeah, I think hopefully it's going to be a bit of a year. Alpha Tauri sort of had, apart from that win at Monza, they were just never quite there with the rest of the midfield. A lot of Grand Prix's were they? Yeah, it was just picking up scraps really because you got like obviously the top four is usually set. And then the next three teams took up the rest of the points. So it's pretty much Gazi and Kvyat having to pick up scraps when people made mistakes or crashed out. Yeah. So there was never that many big points other than the obvious like 
um, Italy win. But you had Italy so, win, and then was it Kvyat coming P4 Kvyat at Imola? Yeah, but apart from yeah. that, there weren't too many highs to write home about last year for Alfatari. But hopefully, yeah, 2021 uh, could be a year of good, solid progress for them as well. You know, again, they're sort of a team that I know obviously you're a big fan of Alfatari because of Pierre Gasly. Yeah. <laughs> they're always a team that I'm sort of like not really too worried either way because it's, again, not a team that's going to be financially in any strain. It's always weird when you think about the concept of every team on the grid is there trying to win races apart from Alpha Towery. Yeah, they're just there as a school for <laughs> exactly. young drivers. It's really weird when you sort of think about it. You think, well, Alpha Towery can't be too successful, otherwise a Red Bull gets screwed. So yeah. it's always a bit weird. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, team number seven then. Who are we going with? Oh, who have you backed out of Gasly? Oh, sorry, yeah, I've got Gasly. Oh, yeah, same. Yeah. I thought it's, it's fairly obvious, really. Yeah, I think Sonoda will be close. Perhaps well, then. second half of the season, Sonoda might get the better of him. Maybe just yeah, maybe. If he I, gets think, a good I think run. for Gazzy's own sake, he's got to beat Sonoda this yes. year. If he doesn't, it's yeah. a very bad situation. Yeah, that would not. The, the Gasly storyline is a roller coaster, isn't it, in the world of Formula 1? Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> think it can handle another huge drop if Sonoda just runs rings around him. But yeah, yeah I think Gasly's going to be. Team 7? Team 7. I've, uh, I've, I've gone with Alpine yes. or Renault. Um, I think those four teams of fifth, third down to seventh are all going to be stupidly close. Wait, is that four? That's five. No, five teams, five. actually. <laughs> good, good that I can count um, well there. But yeah, any of those could be in any order, really, and you could probably justify it. So I think Alpine in seventh is very harsh. But if you look at where they were in 2018 compared to where they are now, they've just been making slight backwards progress each year. And yeah. I do think that they've they've made their drive line weaker, um, even though Alonso was good five years ago he maybe doesn't quite have it anymore i'm probably gonna get killed for that but yeah i don't rate Ocon that highly alonso i think is worse than ricardo right now obviously in his prime it was unbelievable but his prime was 15 years ago <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i i think alpine they'll still have a good car they'll still have good results but i think end of the season you're looking quite far down that midfield yeah again i think alpine as well you sort of had this whole I mean, they got a couple of podiums last year. And I think, again, mm. a lot of people forgot about how well Ocon did at Secure, obviously, because everyone was still just completely taken aback by Perez's win. But it just felt, again, like you said, they're just going a bit backwards. And I think that Cyril Irritable, obviously, he's left the team now, hasn't he? Yeah, he's gone, well. yeah. He's gone as well. Obviously, Ricardo's gone as well. I think they're probably looking as more of a financial and marketing opportunity I feel like it's going to be one of those things where we find out after, say, round five that they're completely focused on 2022 and this year's just yeah. going to be a bit of a struggle for them. Now, have you... Who's your driver pick then at Alpine? I have still gone with Alonso. You've gone um, Alonso. So we, we vary yeah. there then. I've gone Ocon. I just don't rate Ocon highly at all. Like, he got absolutely done in by Ricardo last year. But Even Ricardo's that podium a class in Sakir. act. He is. And I, I, I do say think that, that and I put Norris ahead of Ricardo. <laughs> yeah, how <laughs> highly do you rate Lando? Um, no, I, I think Ocon, the podium was probably one of the luckiest podiums I've ever seen. Because um, right. he was one of like two drivers to do a one-stop. Sainz, yeah. Norris, Bottas, Russell, everyone deserved that podium more than him. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I don't rate Ocon at all. I, I think Alonso still will have something. It was sort of like when, when Schumacher came back in 2010. Obviously, he got absolutely done by Rosberg, but Rosberg back then was very good. So I think it's sort of similar. Maybe he shouldn't have come back, but he's only, what, 39? Alonso. Which obviously is quite old. Wait, is he? No, he's, 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 he's in his 40s, no. isn't he? 
Let me, let me have a look. Oh, really? I think so. Let's have a quick research into Fernando the age Alonso. of Fernando Alonso. He is... No, oh, no, he's 39. He'll be 40 in July. Okay. Well, so Kimmy's still got it. Kimmy Raikkonen is 42. Well, Kimmy's up against so, Giovinazzi. Let's be fair. Yeah, that's a much easier teammate. I was <laughs> Kimmy can do it with his eyes closed and still probably beat Giovinazzi. <laughs> Actually, I um, can't say that with my yeah. predictions. <laughs> I really don't be Let's get on to that in a minute. <laughs> But yeah, I'm back to Lonzo. I think he's still, he, he dealt with Van Dorn really easily back in 18, so he might still have it. Yeah, I've gone with Ocon for this one. I just think that Alonso is going to come back, expect this miracle. Uh, Renault were going to quite qualify 13th and 14th of Bahrain. Alonso is <laughs> going to hate it for the rest of the year. Uh, probably, probably be out of the seat by the end of 2021. And then Ocon's just going to... horrifically toxic as Exactly, well. yeah. That's just what Alonso does. He just he, he <laughs> lives toxicity. And I mean, I'm all for it as long as he's not ruining a driver that I like. But yeah, I just think he's going to struggle and hate it very quickly. Um, right, team number eight then. Who are we going with? Uh, I've got Alfa Romeo. I've also got I Alfa think Romeo. They'll make a bit of progress. Yeah. I th- Last year we saw the bottom of three like cut apart quite, quite considerably. We had like the top seven and then or the top six, then Ferrari, and then the rest <laughs> last year. Whereas now I think Alfa Romeo will make a bit of progress. I don't think the car was as bad as it was made out to be. It's just the Ferrari engine was terrible last year. Yes, so yeah. if that if that improves, I think the car will be able to go a bit quicker as well, quite obviously. That's quite a basic That's, statement yeah, to say. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, I was going to go along with the same sort of thing of... Obviously, we've already heard... My whole thing for Alfa Romeo was the fact that they're going up against Williams and Haas still behind them. And I think Alfa Romeo have definitely got the fastest car there anywhere. And I think if all these rumours about the Ferrari engine are true... I think they're just going to be comfortably quicker than Williams and Haas. Obviously, Williams are still in that rebuilding stage. Haas have already accepted their focus is 2022. So I've, yeah, gone out. Uh, not to be, don't get me wrong, I don't think they're going to be challenging Alpine week in, week out or anything like that. But I just think they're going to be in a bit of a weird no man's land where they finish like, what, 15th, uh, 16th and 17th, <laughs> no, 15th and 16th? Sort of like every week and just sort of be yeah, so there or thereabouts. Last season, they actually they only got eight points last season. Yeah. Alfa Romeo. So I think they'll get a few more than that. I think they'll get easily into double figures. Oh, do um, you know? Obviously, more races. More races this year. I think they'll be sort of what Alfa Tauri were last year, where yeah. it's like up they'll straps. pick up points when stuff goes wrong. Yes, yeah. Maybe not win a race, though. That yeah, I can't, I can't see Kimi Raikkonen winning another <laughs> Grand Prix. I can't see Giovinazzi winning a Grand Prix either. No. Uh, although, again, saying that, I've put Giovinazzi as my driver that's going to win in that rivalry. Yeah. I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> yeah, again, talking talking about it now, I'm not so sure. I just feel like we're going to get one of those weird ones where Giovinazzi just bangs out like a really good result out of nowhere, and like it completely saves his career. Something like a fourth place would just guarantee you're going to beat a teammate, really, in an Alfa Romeo. Yes, exactly. So if he just bangs one of them out somewhere, maybe. But I, I have got Kimi Raikkonen. I think he's still got it. He doesn't really get any worse season on season. Well, it's hard to tell because he's up against Giovinazzi rather than Vettel. Yeah. Um, but I've still backed him. What is he, 41 now? He'll be 42 by the end of the season. Which is just insane when you think about it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, what we might find with Kimi this year is he's going to announce his retirement and then just take his paycheck and not really worry about what he's doing. I mean, you nah, always I reckon he's got another year in him. You reckon he's got another year? Yeah. Fair he play. doesn't get any worse. He's still going for it, isn't he? I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, team number nine then. Uh, I've gone optimistically uh, for Williams. My guy! I think that would be the highest they finished in, like, what, since 2017? No, 2018, I think, didn't they? Who do they beat in 18? 2018, they still had a semi-respectable car at the start of the year, didn't they? Because Stroll got that podium. Or was that 2017? 
That was 17. That was 17. Uh, let... 18 was Sirotkin and... Oh, yeah. Um, um, they scored points, Sirotkin though, didn't they? Stroll. Yeah, they got, I think, got like five points or something. Uh, Sirotkin got a point. Stroll got six points. Uh, oh, I think they did come last. Did they come last? Did they come last? I can't, I can't think of who was worse than them. No, Force India, technically. Uh, the, yeah, that doesn't really oh, count, great. does it? They, didn't, they stopped halfway oh, no, through and got all the points taken off them. I didn't realise. Obviously, I forgot. I knew they scored points. Toro Rosso were ninth on 33. Williams were last on yeah. 7. Oh, I completely forgot about that. It was a very that. open season that season. Yeah. But anyway, on to this season coming up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Look at I'm a little bit more optimistic. Obviously, Russell is yet to score a valid point when he's not driving a Merc. Um, but I think he'll break that duck this season. Yeah. I really do hope uh, so. I, I, he's got to, really. If he goes, what, three years in a Williams without a point, that would be pretty tragic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do think Russell will will bag some. And it's a bit of a, like, <laughs> you want to put one of them out of the misery, really, this bottom two fighting. But I think Williams have been slightly on upward trajectory the last few years. So if they keep that up, Latifi's getting better. He's still, he was a rookie last year. We forget that, even though he's, like, 24 um, and he's, Russell's obviously getting better as well. Yeah, Latifi's one of those people as well that like you barely get reminded is actually in Formula One, isn't he? It's yeah. like when someone says to you, like, "Oh my God, yeah, Latifi drives a Formula One car week in week out." <laughs> I completely forgot he exists. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think yeah, so. again, you, I reckon. Well, I think we're both in agreement here, aren't we? That Hass and Williams are going to be at the rear of the field, and Williams yeah. have got a future world champion in my eyes, who's and not a rookie. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've got a future world champion in George Russell still in the team. Neither of their drivers are rookies. Hasses are. I think Russell's obviously yeah. going to, again, wipe the floor with Latifi most weeks I think so, as well. especially in qualifying. Yes. Actually, to be fair to Latifi, in the races, he wasn't that bad last no, year. No, he did get a few he got decent like, races, didn't he? got three 11th places, yeah, and Russell only got one. Yeah. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? So. Obviously, Latifi would have... Outs finished Russell overall in the championship had he not got yeah, that until one Russell went in the murk, yeah. Yeah, which I think people forget about. But again, we're talking lucky 11th. I mean, he got one of those 11ths, didn't he, by being the last car to finish at Austria? Yeah, it was Austria, Monza, and Mugello, yeah. where he was like, oh, Imola, I think, the last one actually. Yes, yeah. Where there were about 13 cars finishing. <laughs> yeah, it's all a little bit, all a little bit up and down still at Williams. I just hope we see them back fighting for points. I want to believe that every team this year can fight for points, but I think Williams and Haas are certainly going to be picking up the scrappiest of scraps, yes. <laughs> if any at all, unfortunately. Right, there we go then. It does now mean that Haas is going to be our last team for both of us. Yeah. I think Haas have really sort of sold it quite clearly this year. It's not their year. And you think... Yeah, they've given up before it even started, which is sooner than the last few years for them, which is a bit of a shame. Winner's mentality. It's normally after the wheels fall off Australia, but there's no Australian yeah. Grand Prix early on. They've had to do it beforehand. Which is a bit weird, but fair enough. Um, I just don't know where they're going to get results from. Yeah, it's like again, it's just literally. It feels like this year is just going to be a testing season for them. And yeah. I mean, if they fail twenty twenty two regs, I think that's Haas down and out, unfortunately, as well. Yeah, I, you don't see the backing lasting that much longer. I can't see Gene Haas thinking, "I'm willing to give away another year, but much more than that, if it doesn't work in twenty twenty two, we're screwed." Unfortunately, but who are you putting then as your driver to win in the rivalry out of Haas drivers yes I've actually gone for Nikita Mazepin I've oh, I hate doing it but I've gone Mazepin as well <laughs> and it's for I the wrong reasons and everything I don't think it's for the wrong um, potentially it is I think as much as I disagree and dislike everything he does off track 
I think, and even on track sometimes with his aggressive defending and driving generally, I think he's a, a very quick driver. You wouldn't you wouldn't become an F1 driver if you just had the money. Like, rich kids exist all over the world, but only a few get to F1. So he's still a good driver. I think he's very adaptable. You see he drove so many different cars through F2. I think he drove for like three different teams. Um, wow, with all the yeah, variation in the F2 homologation. Oh, yeah, I know. But it's still different setups and everything, different situations. I think Mick takes a lot of time to get used to a new series. We saw his first F2 season was a bit disappointing. And even his second F2 season took a while to get going. I think Mazepin is a more adaptable. And in a championship like this, you've got to be aggressive. You've got to take the opportunities when they come. And I think Mazepin has a little bit more about him in terms of aggressive driving. I rate Mick okay. I don't rate him as highly as other people because he's just called Mick Schumacher. People think he's going to win seven titles, which I don't think will happen. But he's still a good driver. He won the F2 championship, although it was quite a weak field, I do think. Um, but I do think Mazepin is a little bit extra about him when it comes to F1. Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Like when, when you said about the F2 being such a weak field, I wouldn't... I think it was... Not obviously the strongest field we've seen in Formula 2. but I It think, was very young field as well. Yeah, this is what it was, wasn't it? It wasn't a weak field in particular. It was just an inexperienced field. And obviously, I think yeah. that's why for the likes of Schumacher and stuff, obviously, they were able to do so well so quickly. It was obviously the fact that a lot of rookies were there that were quick some weeks as well. And I think, again, like you said, it's that horrible thing, isn't it? Of You just know with how much hate there's been around Nikita Mazepin and how much hype yeah. there's been for Schumacher. You just know there's going to be some ridiculous thing where Mazepin gets like a P9 in one scrappy Grand Prix with like 11 <laughs> finishes and he ends up finishing above Mick because of it. And everyone's going to hate it and you think fair play. And yeah, it's it's just going to be one of those things, isn't it? Unfortunately, where I don't... I think uh, Schumacher is the better driver... I don't think... I think in the long term, I think yeah. Schumacher is the better driver. But you just think F1's a brutal sport sometimes. And yeah. <laughs> it does sometimes favour the people you really don't want it to as well. Uh, which is very, very frustrating as well at times. But yeah, that's a bit worrying that we've both gone with the same negative mentality about <laughs> it. As well there. And I'm sure I would have thought a lot of people have clicked off because we've dared mentioned Mazepin's name yeah, in this video. Yeah, should have sent it, put a bleep over exactly. it. Exactly. Um, but there we go then. Our predictions ready for the new F1 2021 season. Jamie, give me one wild prediction to finish us off. It's a bit... Oh, I haven't given you a chance to think about this up to now. But You haven't, actually. No. Um, five teams win races. Five teams win races. Yes. We didn't actually say who's going to win a title either, but obviously Matt thinks Hamilton. Yes. Uh, and I think Verstappen. You so think... Oh, dearie me. <laughs> this is going to be a whole new podcast in itself now, isn't it? So you're, you, uh, reckon, but yeah. you reckon that... Five teams win a race. Five teams win a race. I, I, I'm not going to say who, but I think five teams win a race. You're saying five? What's, what's your wild prediction? My wild prediction, Perez wins a race. Not particularly not wild, wild, but wild enough. No. <laughs> it's, as, it's as wild as I'm willing to go, because you've just said Verstappen's going to win the World Championship <laughs> as well. But yeah, I mean, I think we've I think we've gone on long enough. I mean, we were we we didn't have quite a time frame in mind for this, but I think we could both safely agree it's probably gone on a bit longer than yes. we had originally had in mind. But hopefully, you guys have enjoyed nonetheless. Like we said. We're really not sure what's going to happen with this. We, we just like talking about Formula 1 for apparently 45 minutes in <laughs> one go. But yeah, thank you all so much for watching this video nonetheless. Like I said, I'll make sure I leave Jamie's socials down in the description below. Obviously, if you want to go check him out as well. He, he uploads a lot of active Formula 1 content on his channel. Oh, yeah, He's a very, so very active YouTuber as well. But yeah, let us know your season predictions down in the comments below. And hopefully we will be back. Maybe we'll do... 
maybe we'll do something before Bahrain. We'll definitely be doing something after the Bahrain Grand Prix as well. Uh, so yeah, obviously make sure you're back here for that in the near future. But yeah, thank you all, like I said, so much for watching. And we will be back very, very soon with more Formula 1.